Hello, welcome to CCR Unlocked Podcast. Today's podcast is at one of the most famous prisons in the world. It is historic. It's past, present. It has been featured in movies, podcasts, radio. Numerous books have been written about its historic past. Today we are live at San Quentin State Prison. California's oldest institution located in the San Francisco Bay Area started off as a boat named the Waban, in 1852. In 1854, it was established as California's first prison. And the views here are absolutely amazing. Today, I am joined by Lieutenant Barry. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? Pretty good. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you guys on here. Um, Plant Manager Cox. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's a pleasure. And Correctional Officer Strayhorn. Hi, welcome. All right. We got a chance to walk around the facility a little bit and look. This place is amazing. I'd, it's the views when you pull into the parking lot, you get a chance to look over the Bay Area there where you can see the whole town. I can only imagine what it looks like at night. What's that like for you guys? Oh, you forget that you're actually working at a prison. It's lit up. Yeah. Uh, most people are always asking, what, what is that? We're the very first exit off of the Richmond San Rafael Bridge. So, yeah, if you're not familiar with the area, you it looks like a, a castle. Yeah, no, it really does. I hadn't, like I said, I had been here once before, but it was um, dark and late at night Yeah, on a transport. I didn't get a chance to see what, you know, I got a chance to see today, and it was really awesome to come inside. What about for you, Cox? I love the night uh, coming, like she just said, seeing it from the freeway, it lights up like it's like a power plant or something over here. Yeah. It draws mm-hmm. everyone, you know, everyone wants to know what it is. And then you come up and you see these historic castle-like looking buildings and the lights just kind of, almost looks like a movie scene. It's awesome. Yeah. And then you got the backdrop of Mount Tam right behind it, you know, so yeah. it's it's beautiful. It's almost, it's a little, it's a, it's a lot to take in, in in just your parking lot. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's a lot everything. to tell. I'm like, look at that over there. What's, you know, yeah, I've looked all over the place. What about for you, Strayhorn? Uh, it's pretty much the same as everyone else. You get to yeah. see a lot of the different views at yeah. night, like the Bay Bridge. You can see from when you're on the Bay Bridge, you can say, oh, that's from what it looks like from there. <laughs> right. And when you're on the Bay Bridge, you can say, oh, that's what. You really can't see San Quentin. Yeah. But from my vantage point, we get to see all the views of the Bay. You get to see the lights, the cars going. Yeah, yeah. So it's really good. Nah, it's a it's a historic facility. I I was ever since I was told we were going to do this podcast on location, I was excited because again, it's it's one of the famous you know ones. You can say it around the world, and people people know San Quentin State Prison, Folsom, Pelican Bay, and then you know other facilities too. But three most probably the most iconic in this state, and you guys definitely have the oldest one. Um, for Barry, how long have you uh, been working here? 20 years. I 20 celebrated years. my 20th year anniversary, February 3rd of this year, actually. That's awesome. 20 years. That's, yeah. a, that's a milestone. Yeah. How'd, that, how'd that feel? You know, it was unbelievable, actually, um, just to say it. Wow, I've been here 20 years. Uh, my daughter always reminds me of how much time I have. Yeah, uh, they always do. Yeah, <laughs> she'll be uh, 21 in December. And so, uh, yeah, I started here two months after I had her. Oh, wow. So yeah. you had a youngster and started into this department. I did. How was that in the early years? Was it a little rough at first? So for me, my journey is a little different. Yeah. So I actually uh, started working uh, at San Quentin as a office technician. So I didn't initially come in as custody staff. 
So I worked as an office technician for a few years. Uh, I took about a thousand dollar pay cut to come here yeah. from uh, working at UC Medical Center in the San, in San Francisco Bay Area. So took that thousand dollar pay cut and uh, decided that I, I wanted to get into corrections, it's a controlled environment. Having looked back, the best one of the best decisions I've made. Um, I was a single mom coming in, and uh, it's afforded me a, a lot of opportunities yeah. for me and my family. So that's awesome. That's all we can ask for, right? What about for you, Cox? So I just had my eight-year uh, anniversary about last month. So eight very fast years have gone by. So they fly by, huh? Very fast. I feel like I just started a couple days ago, to be honest. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. What about for you, Strayhorn? Um, 16 years. 16, 16 years I've been here. Um, kind of started out, always had a law enforcement background coming from the military. I was about 21 and a half years, and I retired out while I was here at San Quentin. I finished out the military, but I was in the awesome. Federal Reserve Bank in San Francisco. And um, upward mobility was kind of hard ceiling. Yeah. You know, one sergeant, one lieutenant, one captain. Oh, yeah, you got to wait for people to move yeah, or <laughs> retire. Not, they weren't moving that fast. So. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I had a, a lot of good friends that worked within the military with me that worked within a department from Folsom, CSB side. Yeah. He's like, look, come make the move. And then taking out with them, they they never led me down the wrong path, been brothers with me all that long. Mm -hmm. So I took that chance, and it's, it's been a great outcome ever since. Well, that's awesome. What, uh, what branch of military were you in? Air Force, Air Force awesome. Reserves. Well, thank you for your service. Anybody else serve in the military? No. Nope. Okay. Well, hey, again, thank you for your service in that. Um, yeah, it's always people say that they're like, hey, this is a perfect transition over from a lot of it. We have the camaraderie. We have the, you know, the, the structure that a lot of people kind of are drawn to. That's awesome. Um, has anybody else worked at any other institutions? I know, Barry, you worked at Folsom for a minute. Did you work anywhere else besides Folsom? No. How long were you at Folsom for? Uh, blink your eye. Yeah, blink <laughs> about, about that quick. <laughs> about a blink of an eye, because I remember you touching down there, and yep. then it was, I didn't see you again quick. after that. Yep, the the way it was set up, I, I got there, uh, I want to say four, da four days after I uh, got to Folsom, they called me with an interview uh, to come back to San Quentin as a yeah. sergeant. And, um, I mean, it literally happened right away. I, yeah. was, I was there enough to learn where the housing units were. Right. Um, say hi to a couple people, and then I was <laughs> gone. I was going to say, I remember it was a very short stint. Because I think I was in IST working, and I had your, I had just gotten your personnel file, and then we immediately sent it right back. Yep. And so that's great. So that's the, the draw enough at Quentin to want to come back. Oh, yeah. My kid said, Mom... Folsom was a field trip. Uh, <laughs> if San Quentin calls you back, you need to go back. For That's me, great. it was about an hour and a half uh, commute there and back. So three hours on the road. But, you know, I had determined I want, I want to promote. And yeah. so, you know, if you're willing to relocate, promotion is endless. No, that, yeah, the department has jobs everywhere. If you're, especially if you're willing to move around a little bit right. or if you stay at your location, depending, you know, the, the upward path of mobility is there. Um, sometimes it does take a little bit longer, but yeah, if you're willing to move and, and transfer to different facilities, if they're close, yeah, you can move up the scale pretty quickly. Yeah. And especially now that we've streamlined the uh, testing process where it's pretty much every two years, you're going to have an opportunity to test and then rank and make that next step. Um, getting that more, you know, consistent has just been awesome for people too. Um, 
Cox, what about you? Have you worked anywhere else besides here? No. Uh, my career has just been here at San Quentin. Awesome. And you, how far is your commute? I'm kind of curious. Uh, it's a very close one. I actually <laughs> live on grounds. So, yeah, I'm right. lucky. Uh, I have a house on grounds, so I have a very short commute. Um, yeah. No excuse to be late. Right, right. So, <laughs> That's uh, a downside. You don't, get to blame, you don't get to blame traffic. For <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's definitely a, one of the biggest perks um, of my employment, to yeah. be honest with you. Uh, it allows me, you know, to... To be there for my kids, mm -hmm. um, to be active in their schooling, field yeah. trips, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, to be on call for emergencies that arise, to be able to kind of direct the crew and just be there, learn about the institution. And it's a blessing. Yeah. How, how many houses are actually on grounds? So we have approximately 85 houses on grounds. 85? Yeah. That's a lot. All different uh, occupations in them, all from the warden all the way down to office techs, yeah. uh, cooks, custody staff, everybody. Yeah, obviously people, you know, listening won't be able to see it, but, you know, we got a chance to drive around a little bit, and it's cool because they're not, not every house looks the exact same. No. Yes. Which is, it, it looks like a standard community, you know, out anywhere you could find in California or any other state. The houses are not cookie cutter and don't look the same, so I, I, I love that, that it adds a little, there's like personal touch to the to the community. Right. Yep. It's a little suburb uh, five minutes away from an institution, and it's, kind of, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Best security around. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Best security around. Yeah, right. right. Break-ins are, it's a different, are very low. Yeah, it's a different, it's a, it's a different kind of gated community, right. yes. but we like it, yeah. you know. Yeah, Folsom yeah. had houses, too. I, I can't remember exactly how many there were, but I know it definitely was not 85 of them. Yeah, and we also a, have the trailer park that just opened up as well. That's a recruitment tool that we're using uh, for custody and non-custody uh, non staff to come on down, and they could set up a trailer, you know, and then awesome. depending on their schedule, that, that's been working out for a few people. That's great. I know a lot of, do you guys have a lot of staff that do the double, double, single? Swap, and, swapcations. And yeah, swapcations. Yeah, swapcations. Yeah. Oh, very much. Yep. <laughs> so for people listening, um, you know, if I'm on second watch, which is day shift, so usually about six o'clock in the morning till, till two o'clock in the afternoon, I can work the third watch shift, which will be two o'clock to 10 o'clock at night for another person as a swap. So I'm taking their shift. They have the day off. They don't have to burn a vacation, holiday, or a sick day, I can work their shift, and then in return, they work mine. And a lot of staff do a double-double, single is what we call it, and basically, I only have to work three days in a row, and then I'm off for the four. You know, and a lot of people are like, oh, that's great, but you got to realize you're working two 16-hour days in a single, and then you have the extra time off, but, you know, for people wanting to live in different areas, that's that's a big deal. And the fact you guys have, if there's not housing available, I have the option of a trailer yeah. um, option down here too. And that's mainly who utilizes those trailers. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. It's awesome. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's again, it's just one of those little things, you know, we don't know about things. You know, I can't just Google that. I, right. I guarantee it's not going to pop up as a KOA campground. No. If I no. do, you know, San Quentin KOA, I know it now. So I might bring my trailer down and hang out with you guys for a little bit. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so, so far working in the department, what has been, what's been some of the more enjoyable things about working for the state of California in the department? I would say the camaraderie. I yeah. love uh, how we all join forces, um, yeah. whether it be a unit potluck or uh, something more severe like uh, a fallen officer. Um, yeah. I think that we have some of the best camaraderie there is. Um, 
I like that, you know, we have this common goal. Everybody wants to come to work and go home unassaulted. And so, you know, I have your back, you have mine, and I actually love that. I worked in several other places, but uh, nothing beats this, I can say. We, we sometimes fight like brothers and sisters, oh, but always. for the most part, I could have known you for 20 years, not know your first name, but I bet I can name pretty much everybody in your household yeah. that lets you know, you know, we, we're pretty tight, tight here. And I like that. That's great. Cox, so what's been your experience working at San Quentin so far? Well, my experience here, uh, yeah. it's, been, it's been absolutely great. Um, I came here out of construction off the street. Um, it's, it's completely, the doors are open everywhere. You have more opportunity here than any job I've ever had in my other career. Um, there's a lot of turnover rate in the state, so that provides a lot more opportunities and promotions. Yeah, um, I've been here eight years and held eight different titles in that time three of them that are supervisory. So, I mean, that doesn't happen out in the real world. Uh, that's probably pretty good timing, but... Yeah, pretty rare for that much turnover rare. on and, the outside world. Exactly. I got very lucky and... Has it made your time go by quicker, having that many different positions to learn? 100%. And, you know, yep. just keeping it, things new and getting a chance to learn a lot about a little bit of a lot of different things, you know, learning-wise. Yep, to move on. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's about a year and a half and two years in each position and... And I get, you know, privileged to move on up and then move on to oversee the department and then oversee a little bit more. And now, you know, as the plant manager, I'm seeing the whole operation. So yeah. it's it's awesome. Absolutely love it here. How's the on-call? That's not the best part, but yeah. you know what? Um, it's one of the, it's kind of one of the give and takes, you know? Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's not fun because at the middle of the night, you don't want to go to respond to a water main break. But at the same time, you know, just we were just talking about camaraderie. That's one of the biggest team building exercises we can do is is have a major institutional problem and then all get together and solve that yeah. as a team. Um, so that that's yeah. kind of my favorite part of working here is yeah. is watching this team, a very very small group of people do such a big task and that's maintain yeah. this institution. Yeah. And that's so. not just the team as far as just your team. That's working with the custody staff to, you know, pretty Food much everybody services, that works here. Yeah. Custody, when, the yeah. whole, it's like a little city here when yep. we have everyone, yep. firefighters, food services. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's cool. No, that's great. What about for you, Strayhorn? Well, this is a lot. I mean, working at San Quentin, it's not the same thing every day. So yeah. out of 365 days, I do 365 different jobs <laughs> because for me, I'm a relief officer. So yeah, I can I'm come into work. They'll tell me where I'm going, and I'll go there. I learned that for today. Eight hours later, next day, I'm somewhere totally different. So I've gotten to learn this whole institution from all the way from our condemn row population all the way down to our visiting and the East Gate, so, yeah. and which is our entry area. So it's, it's just the fun part of being able to work with a different individual every day, a different location every day. Yep. It's a different experience every day. So it's never the same. Some people like the, you know, some people like that, you know, day in and day out, everything's the exact same. I used to love, I was a relief officer for uh, like four or five years. I loved it. I worked every position. I got to know my facility really well. And it just helped me when I did promote that when you get the newer stuff, like, hey, how do I get here? How do I get there? Or they transfer in. You're able to tell them because, like, well, I've worked that job a few times. Here's kind of what you do day in and day out, basic breakdown. It's it's fun to be able to break it up too, though. Right. It is the the best thing about it is you're not going to have the same bad day. For you nope. had you had it one day over here, you totally drop that 
on the way out. Yeah. Pick it up the next day. Yep. And you're going to be like, oh, man, this is the best job ever. Yep. So it's, it's always good to be in your, And you make a lot of different friends that way. Yeah, it's like, any, it's like any industry. There's a give and take of mm-hmm. there's going to be days when you're like, man, what did I do? And then there's other days you're like, I can't believe I'm I can't believe I'm having this much fun at work, even though I'm, I'm doing work and you're I'm right. doing a lot. I'm super busy, but I'm enjoying my time. Um, you know, that's definitely one of the things about working in prison. I think that that people if you haven't been in that kind of a career field, there's ups and downs. There's adrenaline dumps when things happen. Right. There's right. emergencies where you get a chance to work with other entities that you don't normally get to see or work right. with our plan operations. And especially for an older facility, you know, like, you know, San Quentin, I love the fact that it's, it's a lot like Folsom. So for me walking around inside, it was like I was at home again. Um, you know, you have to walk through all the different areas to get where you need to go. So they're not segmented into, okay, you know, A yard, B yard, C yard, D yard. You have to walk all the way through. So you get to know everybody that works here. Right. Right. And that's always fun for me. I've always liked that that aspect of the older institutions is main thoroughfares and commonality and being able to see people who work in plan ops. You work in the kitchen. You work over here. You work in psych. You work in dental. One of the officers, lieutenant, captain, whoever it was, you know, it's, it's much more of an open community style, which I've always enjoyed. What's a what's a typical day for you coming into the the job, Barry? I know you have a very busy job as the public information officer here at, at San Quentin. So, if you could even describe your typical day. So my uh, so we'll start at backing out of my garage. I typically cue my uh, phone and my uh, Bluetooth so that I'm able to clear content, uh, whether it be ear hustle the. Uh, podcast that's uh, ran here by some of the incarcerated population, mm-hmm. or uh, I could be listening um, to uh, a movie, uh, a documentary, it all depends. So that's typically what it looks like uh, backing out of my garage. Yeah. Uh, once I get here, I am uh, corresponding with, um, could be the ombudsman's office, uh, the governor's office, some of the uh, local universities who want to come and tour. So that's you what get a lot of the universities at. here. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Locally. Uh, a few weeks ago, I toured someone from Canada. She is a correctional officer from Canada. Really? And, yep. Going on vacation, her and her husband, and they thought they wanted to stop by here. San Quentin, number one prison in the state of California. That's awesome. Yeah. Again, it's just, it's just one of those things where you work at one of the famous, you know, well-known names that it's, I'm sure you've had same as we've had at uh, places like Folsom where we get people from all over the world just want to stop in and see it, take pictures. And again, it's hard to have a bad day at work when, you know, for us it's work when they show up and they're snapping photos. They're so excited to be here. It's, it's hard to be in a bad mood when, when you have things like that going on. Yeah. She was very thankful, very amazed at all of the uh, rehabilitative programs that we provide the population so so they were actually able to come inside on a on a tour actually inside the facility yes that's awesome so we typically tour uh some of the local high schools and colleges um not the general public but if you are an elected official or law enforcement give me a call i will definitely get you a tour here at san quentin if you if you have that opportunity and again it's not a general public it's not like the state sells tickets to come in and tour (laughs) right um 
but we do have, you know, I've had numerous friends and family of mine go on tours of the institutions before and get a chance to see it. It just, it opens up their eyes to like, wow, I had no idea the, the vast avenues that the, the, you know, the department offers not only just for us, but for the incarcerated uh, population as well of different programs, things the state are trying to do to, you know, reintegrate back. Um, for Cox, what about you? What's a typical day like for you? So Besides dealing with mayhem we, of everything yeah, we, we try that to could have break. a typical day. Um, right. No, the you know normally we come on in and we check the emergency phone calls from the night before to see if anything crazy happened from the night before. Um, we all meet up as a team. Uh, work gets delegated out through supervisors. The trade staff then gathers their work for the day, grabs their tools, and uses some incarcerated individuals to go out and you know maintain the prison. Pretty much, yeah. that's in a nutshell what we do. Yeah, it's a good trade skill for them to learn though, how to fix and work on things. And I'm assuming that there's always something to be worked on, especially at old facilities. This is a very old facility. Yes, there is always something. And then something else is breaking that same time. So right. um, yeah, no, and the incarcerated population actually is very talented and their help actually helps our trade staff, you know, uh, fulfill with some of the sh position uh, staff shortages we have. That's so great. That's also very nice to have their help as well. That's awesome. What about for you, Strayhorn? Well, um, for me, getting up in the morning it always varies because being a relief officer, yeah. I don't have a set schedule. My best schedule is the earliest, earliest in, earliest out. Right. That's always a win-win for <laughs> like me. Like culinary, like starting yeah, at four in the morning to twelve. None, nothing better. Come yeah. in two in the morning, being out by ten. You can't beat that. You got the rest yeah. of your day. People are going to hear that though and be like, two in the morning. But you got to think about it. You're off work at 10 o'clock. You 10 still have the whole rest of the day. If it's summertime, you have the whole rest of the day exactly. to go out and do things yeah. with family. That's that's huge for, um, you know, things like child care. Right. You're able Correct. to do school pickup, go home, and your bedtime's a little early. Yeah, it's a little but, early. You know. <laughs> but usually being a coverage relief officer, it's not every day. Right, I mean, right. It's, it's sometimes it's in the, the earlier parts they'll tell you, mm -hmm. and then that way you can plan your week out. If someone's going to be out, hey, can you come in? So we know you like early. So yep. I'll come in early and get out. And, of course, it does help with your school, your kids' sporting events, yeah. you know, surprising, showing up when they're in elementary school and you're looking through the window and they're like, you're supposed to be at work. Yep. Like, I'm at work. I'm parenting. Yeah, yeah. But um, – I start my real job now. I'm right. being a parent. Yeah. You know, that's, when the, but, um, that's when the real work begins. But um, the main thing is uh, it starts out mainly, you know, calling family back east because, you know, we're on different time zones. So you know, having fam being from the east coast, I always call my family – Oh, okay, so and most the, of your family's still on the East yeah, Coast. Are, yeah, everybody's on the East Coast. So I'll call them and we'll chop it up, and they'll be like, oh, "Where are you going? I'm this way. I'm going." <laughs> and it's oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And so and it's all and it's always a different hours, like you know, three hours later over there. Yeah. So doing that after getting your job and coming in and then just uh, taking on the day where you're going to be, say if it's from six to two or from two to ten, things of that nature, and uh, from that point on, it's just. A open slate you never know every day in here like i said is different so yeah. you're not going to say oh i'm going here i'm gonna do this but the very minute you do that it's not going to go that way so right. i just leave it and let it go so yeah just come i in. used to i used to try and book out my week too like okay my monday i don't want to show up at four in the morning i'd rather show up at, you know and do a six o'clock to two o'clock shift ease into the work week and then it was kind of funny as the work week went on, my hours I'd show up would get earlier and earlier because I know it's Friday hits. Friday. I, I try and be off by noon. I've already done my eight hours beat the and get home. Yeah. Beat traffic or, right. you know, for me, I wasn't so bad with traffic. It was, um, I used to love doing that showing up early and surprising the kiddos. And, yes. you know, for some of the third watch shift as well, you get a chance to do drop off, which right. 
a lot of industries on the outside, you, you're going to miss okay. one or the other. Yep. At least here, for the most part, you can you can make it to one. I can be there in the morning if I'm working third, right. set lunches up, get them ready to go to school, send them on their way. Um, if you don't have kids, you businesses are actually open. You can go do your early morning shopping. Right. You're done mm-hmm. and then knock out your shift and go home. And then second watch, if you get off early enough, you still average shift on second ends at two is the average. So, so I have a young adult, still, so do still they still time. have kindergarten where your children do half a day? So they are usually out at noontime? It's, it's sure early, yeah. 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 So they still have that. Yeah, I believe mine got out around 1240 when they were in, um, there's like things like TK and then kindergarten. Okay. And they got around 1240. And a few times it was a, it was a little bit of a scramble to make it on time. Right. I'm off at noon and I, I, you know, of course I drove the speed limit the entire way, so <laughs> it's not an issue, but got there just in time to pick them up. And yeah. it's, it's awesome. Cause my day is done. I've done my, my eight hours for the state of California, put in my time and now I get to spend that entire rest of the time with the family. Right. right. Uh, yeah. We're talking about commutes. What is your, what does your commute look like? My commute is about an hour and 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah. And so you, in the meantime though, you've got podcasts to listen to, you've got you know, some people, and I completely understand they don't like long commutes, but there's nothing better than a nice long commute on a stressful day. Whatever's going on, I've got an hour to listen to podcast, music, whatever I want to do for an hour. I got that little little downtime. Right. Uh, I actually learned to appreciate my commute time. Uh, years ago, I lived right over this bridge in Pinole, and it literally took me anywhere between 17, 22 minutes to get home. And I would sit in my driveway and my family would say, oh, my gosh, mom, stop being a weirdo. <laughs> and I said, you you absolutely have no idea. I need this time. You want me to yeah. be in the driveway decompressing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so now I actually enjoy uh, my time. An hour and 15 minutes. It's right at that mark where, you know, when you start to feel like, ah, oh, there's my exit. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. right about the time you're like, all right, I'm ready to be out of the car. Yep. You're pretty much there. Yep. Yeah. Short commutes are great. Cox, we're not going to ask you Extremely about your commute. <laughs> we're, we're, about we're not even in minutes. We're at yards. How many yards? How many yards do you have we're to walk to, to get inside? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About five. <laughs> but your commute's very short. You know, when you're yeah. home, you're home. But yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I'm also the, a knock away from any emergency. So you right. know, it's, it's good in. It's got its pros and cons, but no, yeah. it's it's awesome. Nice. That's awesome. Right. What about for you, Strayhorn? What's your commute look like? Uh, it's an hour. About an hour? It's okay. an hour. Hour on the days when I want to get home on time. Yeah. And it can be two and a half hours when you want to make those delayed stops. Yeah. You know, finding out those good little food spots. And yeah. it, it really works out. Um, in your commute, you can, like, you know, getting home late. Your spouse is getting off. You can pick up dinner. So you just say, oh, I'm already doing an hour. You yeah. just cut off, go do something, and find somewhere to go. And someone there's something different every day. So you're able to get in, get home. I've heard from a lot of staff too that they do um that there's a lot of people that commute with each other to and from that have similar schedules. That's um, correct. Yeah. Van pools. Yeah, van we have yeah, several. Van pool. We have quite yeah. a few van pools and carpools. Where do those van pools go to? Like what are some of the outlying areas that they, they typically go to? I know Solano. Sacramento area. Sacramento. We have people coming from Sacramento, Contra Costa County. Oh, wow. Uh, we have one, one coming from uh, up north, up 101, like Santa Rosa area. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's awesome. So it's pretty much there's no limit to where – you know, people want to stay, just realize that the commute might be longer, but it's nice, a van pool, yep. that the whole time I don't have to be the one driving. I can, right. 
I can even knock out a, a couple Z's in the back if right. you're overly tired and catch up. And uh, that's right. pretty cool. Yeah, San Quentin, we're centrally located. So yeah. that's another cool thing that I really liked about uh, this institution. Uh, if you want to catch the ferry over to see a Giants game, you can. Yeah. If you want to, um, you know, drive uh, an hour or so, you can catch the um, basketball game in Sacramento, uh, Golden One Center, or maybe you want to dip out to San Jose and see a Sharks game. You can. We, we are centrally located. So I was say, there are a lot everyone. of sporting events near, yep. near everything. And if you really want to decompress, you just drive over to Calistoga and hit up the mud bath. There you go. You go to Napa, you get the yep. winery tastings. Yeah, it is Sonoma, right up the way from here. Yeah. So it's a lot of different places where you can go and relax. You know, you're really adventurous. you head up a little bit further and do some zip lining in Redwood. So you also got Sonoma raceway over there, right around the yeah, corner. I've been wanting to go there. A lot of good beaches around here. I'll have to take your word on the beaches. I don't think I've been to a single beach down in the Bay area. I no. used to go fishing out there all the time too. you know, go out underneath the golden gate and go fishing yeah, and right. super fun. There's a ton of fishing expeditions around here. What kinds of um, traditions do you guys have any traditions at the institution that people wouldn't know about? Um, mainly one of the biggest traditions that we haven't had since the COVID era was the family night. We have like around the September time frame when the family can kind of see what you do, kind of get to see this environment. And, like, uh, a, like a tour inside. Like a tour inside. Yes. Things we outside have, for them to do. outside. We have, the, you know, fire trucks come out. We have the jump houses. We have the museum that we have on grounds, having, um, you know, historical artifacts yeah. and things like that. And then basically get to see it shut down. Not when someone comes in and all incarcerated individuals are out walking around, but it's just brilliantly right. like shut down. You had to walk around and just get to enjoy the environment and see yeah. what you work in. Yeah, that's a lot. I, I Folsom does something similar uh, between us and CSP Sacramento, the, the facility next door. We do, would do a family day event normally around, I think it was closer to October, okay. you know, yeah. right when it starts to, to cool down enough. And um, man, people would, I don't think they realize like they're, you see the building, but you don't realize inside of that building is a five-story building, which most of your facility is, mm-hmm. you know, multi-tiered. And, uh, you know, they don't they don't notice that. And when you come in, you get a chance to see up and see what mom, dad, brother, sister, cousin, whatever right. their relationship is, or just family, friend, you know, they get to experience what it's like coming inside. And it's, it's a kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for a lot of people because, again, we're not open to general public tours. That it's really, you know... I've had a lot of people leave like I had no idea when the gates shut. It was that kind of that sound and made it more real for right. them. And, oh, yeah. you know, they see it. And it's it's, you know, super eye opening. It, it right. takes me back to when I was new. And the first couple of times it happened, you're like, whoa. <laughs> it's, it's All right. So this it's is real. Oh, it's yeah. real now. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a lot of other things we do. Um, being a member on the honor guard, we have come to have like some quarterly um food drives that we do to build, to get funds for the fallen and things of that nature. And we had to help create some camaraderie with the staff and to give them some opportunities because, you know, we're on a straight eight. We don't get that lunch break. Right. We get to go away. So, you know, we have individuals here who have their own food trailers that um, to grill. We have everything from tri-tip to fish oh. fries to it's all homemade food, you know, oh, things that of that nature. Awesome. And to have that and give someone time to break away from a long day, and um, get that out to the staff and have music playing and things like that. Yeah. Get them to come out, um, see people you usually don't get to see. We also have the administration. They come out and they take part. So it's really good. And so that's 
something that I don't think everywhere does. And we try to make that continuous no. like every so many months. No, that's super important. That's it. Again, it's a top down team building, you know, breaking bread with each other, getting a chance to hang out and talk and then, okay, we can go back to work and it doesn't, doesn't um, inhibit the operations of the facility no. to do those events. We're still able to run all the jobs that we normally have to do. You know, it's critically important, especially in, you know, sometimes high stressful jobs. Right. It's important to have those things, especially if you are including your admin team, your non-custody, your medical, all the different things you guys have here. Right. Um, Cause this prison after going through has had some of the most changes to its program um, from a lot of facilities I've seen, you've gone from reception center to, you know, obviously you have condemned row, which has, you know, been here for forever. Um, then you've had your, you know, S and Y. So sensitive needs yard, general population, just every program. I think you guys could have, you, you, you have either had it or had it right now. Right. Right. So it's a lot. So now we are a NDPF, non-designated prison facility. So mm -hmm. we receive uh, a lot of the incarcerated population who are willing to program. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and a lot of those are going to be people that have possibly dropped out of gangs or. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a process when that takes place. But I've known a lot of people are like, I wish I would have done it years ago or never started in, in, in that to begin with because it, um, you know, didn't lead down a path. And now that they've seen a little bit more um, inside, we got a chance to see the, the mural in the culinary, in the, the main dining hall. That is impressive. It's awesome. Yes. That is That's awesome. I can't describe it to people what it looks like. So you're looking at what, at least 20 foot tall, probably, you know, starting 20 foot tall. And then at least what, maybe 80 feet long each, each yeah. mural. Yeah. About 80 to 100 feet long. And it is a mural of, there was everything from prohibition, wrapping around to World War II, wrapping around the other side to the agriculture, agriculture in the area. Yeah. Central Valley. Yeah. Southern California, Hollywood. That was that was impressive to see that in the child. It was almost too much to take in. Start seeing things like, oh, I, I can see this, I can see that. Yeah. That, was a, that was impressive right there. And that was done by someone who was housed here. Correct. Yeah. Alfredo Santos. Yeah. And it, uh, it took about four years to paint. Yes. With one guy, color. The guy had to have been busy for four years. That is, yeah, one color, red, right? Correct. You yeah. can't give up all of our secrets. Okay, we'll, we'll have Jeff edit that out. <laughs> no, but um, no, it's, in, it's impressive, though, to see that. It, I couldn't draw a stick figure. It would probably take me over 20 years to perfect that, let alone no. that yeah. whole mural. Really impressive, though. But, again, it's it's just part of that rich history of this institution that, you know, if we don't bring it to light, people would never know about the different things that go on inside and those traditions of having, you know, people that have their own food truck on grounds that bring it out. That's incredibly helpful, especially if you have a long shift. Do you guys have a personnel kitchen here if you are working a shift to be able to get food or to, to buy things? We have a snack bar. Okay, yeah. We have a, a snack, what would they call it, a snack bar, short, small store? Yeah. As long as it's a place to get, you know, if I forget my food, I'm not just out of food, which never happens in you know. prison. There's always somebody. They got warm food. They got yeah. hot dogs, burgers. Um, yeah. They got yeah. enough to keep you. Keep you going if you keep need you it. Keep you going. Yeah. It's awesome. Again, that's just part of that camaraderie of working in, in one of our institutions, especially a place like uh, 
like San Quentin. Like I said, it's been a bucket list institution of mine to want to go to. And, um, you know, I want to thank you guys all so much for participating with the Unlocked podcast to get the a perspective of the institution that most people would never get. And, um, you know, again, thank you so much for, for taking me around, Lieutenant Barry, showing me all the, the different things inside. My pleasure. Um, you know, Cox, thank you for doing everything you can to keep a facility up and running and making sure that things work well when we need them to. And um, sorry for the late night phone calls if things break. Right. Comes <laughs> with a, the job. Yeah, there's a downside to everything. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, Strayhorn, again, it's it's the continued dedication for, you know, what do you say, uh, 16 years? 16 years yeah. and going. Yeah, 16 years for the state of California. Again, I want to thank you for for all your hard work and being assets to not only the state of California, but California Department of Corrections. And, you know, thank you for allowing me time to be, you know, brought into the fold at, at San Quentin. It was a, it was an experience I look, I look forward to telling people down the road. So thank you very much. Appreciate thank you. you. Thank you for coming thank out. Thank you. All right. And thank you for listening to CCR Unlocked podcast about San Quentin State Prison. And again, the department is hiring. If you're looking to join California Department of Corrections Rehabilitations and learn more about the exciting jobs we offer, go to joincdcr.com.